tweet of the week. Tweet of the week? Isn't Twitter supposed to be dead by now? Well, it's running perfectly fine as far as I can see. (laughs) (laughs) BAU. Yeah, it's certainly not some kind of Nazi zombie or something like that, is it? Like I said, perfectly normal as far as I can see. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us. And welcome to the Host Unknown Podcast. Episode, oh God, I've lost count. 132, I think it is, isn't it? 136 yes. is the episode number. I noticed <laughs> you didn't uh, push that one last week. And I also noticed how badly you messed up the show last week. Talking about how easy Has it we... was, missing out lines. You, you can't even get like the taglines right to certain things. What, what? Do you, what did we miss? What do you, it was a perfect episode. Well, besides last week. that, how many years ago in the uh, yeah, you know, Tom did mess that. Yeah, up. completely <laughs> messed that. No, yeah, and then um, that's because that's your said, thing. That's not my content, thing. It's your thing. Uh, you just sort of said, "Oh, with, with content from further afield." Like you didn't even like do the whole build up. I mean, we say it every single week. It's actually written in the show notes and you still couldn't get it. And then on top of that, do you know what? I even try to help you out with the, uh, what's the story about the Aussie, like however much it was in Australian dollars. And in brackets, I put like, you know, so when it's in brackets, that's what I've added. And I did the conversion to US dollars to make it a bit easier to understand. And you read out US dollars twice with two different numbers. <laughs> I'm like, what is this show, people? What is this? You're killing me. That's why I've had to come back. I had to move you know, right? the audits over. Yeah. So, so and people, I hope you know, this is... yeah, my missus, I passed the audit with flying colours. Oh, wow. Lovely. That's so good. So, so, well, so you're well, off the you sofa know, now. Listeners, listeners, if you are in the market for a good auditor who's anal for going through every last, you know, make sure every T is crossed and every I is dotted and is your man. Or just someone pragmatic. Yeah, someone who's pragmatic knows it's never going to happen with these two monkeys. So just, yeah, I can also (laughs) accept that, you know, you can't change some things. Do you know, I was out out for dinner with a, a mutual friend of ours last night. And uh, she was rather concerned about your health, Andy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if I could have taken a a picture of her (laughs) face when I showed her a photo of you. Because I wasn't drunk. She obviously (laughs) realised that you were half the man you used to be. But when I told her it was all down to sugar-free Haribo, she she wondered if basically the laxative effect meant you shat the fat away. It's possible. That is a uh, <laughs> that is a well-known effect of uh, sugar-free Haribo. However, yeah. I uh, I moved to plant-based stuff. Uh, you know, favouring a vegan diet. Um, ah, so you're eating broccoli now? Uh, well, along with uh, you know steak and uh, <laughs> protein food. Uh, no, but in terms of sweets, uh, I do eat plant-based sweets. So like you know, they're sort of they're called jealous sweets. Um, but they're bears made with stevia rather than, um, you know, the sort of sugar-free stuff that Haribo use. Oh, yeah, stevia is the natural one, isn't it? It is, and that's actually what I've got in my coffee as well. Oh, get you, blimey. Yeah. I know. Blimey. It's a whole new world. But, alas, how are you guys doing? Like, now I've got that off my chest about how, <laughs> if there's any listeners still here, I mean, after last week, you know, whether they came back, it's uh, maybe <laughs> I heard the thoughts and prayers, please, Andy, please return. Uh, I'm can you, here. Jav, can you tell that the pressure is now off Andy this week? He's, it's it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the, uh, the, the finger has been removed from the dike and he's gushing. He's just <laughs> Hang blowing. On, on. Enough with the smut. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, you know, he's, he's off on one. Basically, he's had enough of being shouted at and talked down to all week. He thought he'd have a go at us. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll let him have his playground for the week. You know, it's like yeah, after it's yeah, audit exactly. at work, it's out, audit at home, you know, all that kind of thing. You know, we'll let Andy He's on the toilet produce. 12 hours a day. <laughs> Thank God for Jav. TikTok. Yeah. Jav, how are you? What have you been up to this week? So this week I did spend two days in Excel at Black Hat Europe. Um, it was a 
good event. So I don't know if anyone went last year where it was completely dead because COVID was still around. But um, yeah, you know, it, it was it was well done. So Dan Cuthbert done the opening keynote, and it was probably one of the better keynotes I've seen in many years. Yeah. He was uh, really well delivered. Um, you know, he, he's got a wonderful head of hair. He's extremely good looking. I, I, I dislike him already. And intelligent. And <laughs> oh, I made, definitely dislike and him. And made some really, really good points. And I thought, there are people like that oh, out in the world. And I, and I was, <laughs> <laughs> there are people like that, that out in the bitch. world. I know. And, and then I spend my time looking, full head of hair, intelligent, <laughs> charismatic. Well, oh. Not only does he have a full head of hair, his hairstyle is also one where he affords to shave so much of it off because yes. he has, like, you know... He's got oh. like that side part, yeah. He's just got so much, he's wasting it. He's just, you know. <laughs> and he's an excellent photographer as well. Oh, yeah. he's Won't photo- somebody oh. think of the bald people? <laughs> no, if, if, if you haven't seen, I can't remember his website. I'll find it out later and then we'll, we'll post a link in the show notes. But he does a lot of like what's it called? photo documentary or photojournalism type of things yeah. where he goes to places. But he tells us st- wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stories just with his photography. Um, wow. it, it is so good. A few years ago, he went to Chernobyl and done a, a photo series there. Absolutely haunting, yeah. beautiful pictures. But uh, but yeah, anyway, he, he done the opening keynote. It was really, really good. Uh, well, good points, well made, for real. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, the, the vendor booth area was, was down. So, you know, they have several floors in the ICC corner of Excel. Yeah. And the vendor area was downstairs. And I have to say, Black Hat really... It was a bit shoddy. It was cold. There, there wasn't carpet everywhere. It was only like whichever vendors paid for their carpet areas, and there were like these Optional hot spots, hot spots just maybe. like standing in the middle. It, it was a bit tacky for a black hat, I must say. It was tacky, uh, but uh, the content was good. The the, the conversations was were, were good, and uh, I, I, I was standing one at one point, and behind me I saw like you know Stuart Winterteer and Stuart Coulson together talking. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I took a picture. I said, oh, it's StuCon going on, uh, which That's I thought was God. extremely, extremely funny. And they both laughed at it because they have no friends, apparently. And <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, I had lots of good conversations. Uh, met met uh, Dr. Jessica Barker and FC for lunch uh, one day. And uh, that was really good. That was really good. And um, next year, I, I don't know whether you saw the tweets, but they're, they're actually relocating to the U.S. Are they? Nice. Yes, yes. Um, they, they're going to start off at Nevada and see where life takes them. So I did say to them, I'm Bloody kind, hell. Of, to the kind, of like, kind of a bit jealous of their, their free lifestyle, but all the more power to them. Um, so so yeah. also I heard you had a bit of a fanboy moment as you left yesterday. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So you know how it is when you're as famous as me, when you're as popular as me. <laughs> You go to these events and inevitably people come up, they'll like, you know, want a hug, they want like a, a, an autograph, uh, they, they want a selfie. Selfies are the most popular ones. So as I was leaving yesterday, the, the main hall uh, to come home, there's two guys outside, they're like sort of Asian, Indian, maybe. And uh, one of them saw me and got a bit excited, took a couple of hurried steps towards me and he had his phone in hand and it was on, the, I just saw on the screen, he had the camera mode on. So I was like thinking, okay, let me take off my big coat and like, you know, I'll get ready for, for the picture. And he goes, oh, hi, excuse me. I said, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is pic- me. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> Pretty much. He goes, can you take a picture of me and my friend in front of the Black Hat logo? <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear that big noise in the background? That's you <laughs> crashing to earth, right? That's your ego for <laughs> Just that spite. I didn't even frame the picture properly. I just like yeah. had it off just side. Took... <laughs> well, Cut in off fact, half you the just black cat logo. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just flipped the camera and took a picture of your own face. I mean, come <laughs> on, they were... that's what they wanted anyway. They were just too embarrassed to ask. <laughs> oh dear. So how was your week, Tom? That was uh, uh, that was a black cat recap, which I have to admit I completely forgot was on. Um... Yeah. Same. Same. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Um, Busy. I've been up here since Monday, and I'm I'm not leaving till Saturday because of the uh, B sides. Oh, we've got B sides tomorrow. Yeah. 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 You yeah. guys coming? Uh, I oh, am. Yes. 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 What? So we're actually going to be in the same room together? 
Well, let's not say that because this podcast will go out before the event. We don't want anyone to bomb the place and uh, wipe out. <laughs> there are some jealous compet- There are some comp- uh, competing podcast security podcasts out there that would love to see us wiped off the face of this earth. They Wait, would, because we're such a challenge to them, aren't we? Exactly. We are. We are. <laughs> and, and you no longer have like the human shield capabilities that you once did, Andy. So who am I going to hide behind? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's good. I was on. I was on the Smashing Security talking about jealous competing podcasts. I was on the Smashing Security podcast this week, which oh, yeah. was good fun, I have to say. Always. So, uh, welcome to our new listeners. <laughs> From there, <laughs> um, we've 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 got some we've got some jingles lined up for Smashing this week, just to sort of prove how much we live in their head rent free. So that that'll be good, um, and. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good tomorrow, I reckon. It's going to be good. Right, shall we see what we've got coming up for you today? Well, This Week in Infosec talks about when an MTV Music Awards presenter showed off his borrowed Metallica shirt. Rant of the Week is checking if Apple did something right for once. Billy Big Balls talks about the US government's attitude to TikTok. Industry News brings us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And Tweet of the Week is a surprisingly serious note to end the show with. So let's move on to our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call... This Week in InfoSec. It is that part of the show where we take a stroll down InfoSec memory lane with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. And this week we have gone further afield and uh, to the point that Jav made when he looked at the show notes before the show, didn't you just do this story? And as uh, Tom pointed out, it was probably three podcasts ago for Jav because that's how often he is missing. Uh, However, our first story will take (laughs) us back a mere 23 years to the 7th of December 1999 when the RIAA, the uh, Record Industry Association of America, sued Napster. Um, So the Recording Industry uh, Association of America sued the peer-to-peer file sharing service Napster, alleging copyright infringement for allowing users to download copyrighted music for free. And so the RIA would eventually win injunctions against Napster, forcing the service to suspend operations before eventually filing bankruptcy. Um, And in the end, the RIA would And its members would actually settle with Napster's financial backers for hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, And although the case was about copyright violations, the bigger picture for the RIAA was all about control um, because the Mm. recording industry was in general just caught with its pants down. Um, When it came to digital music at the time, they were not prepared for the sudden popularity of digital music downloads that Napster introduced and um, were not in a place to monetize that that ability to... uh, to capitalise on that downloaded music. Yeah, all of the all of the early um, digital stuff was basically bought on CD and then rip, ripped to to digital format, wasn't it? And then uploaded. And then, I mean, we did have the issue with um, you know Napster, where people would buy, you know, upload music renamed as something completely different. Um, it was very much a trust based system. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, not not as bad as uh, LimeWire, where you know. Oh that was yeah. Just everything you know old programs yeah yeah that, that's a that's not really a virus that's not really a trojan.xe.scr or whatever um no no you can download that it's definitely you know britney spears.xe um but yeah no but yeah but you know i mean napster absolutely changed the uh, direction of music uh, and technology industries um in 1999 and it was one, yeah, of, one of those things that was it was one of those things that was absolutely necessary at the time yeah, despite it took, we, you know, sort of three hours to download a song. Well, yeah, that, that was another matter, though. That, that was because we all had BT dial-up. But, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it was absolutely necessary because otherwise we wouldn't be where we are today, right? We wouldn't have streaming yeah. movies. We wouldn't we have, wouldn't have iTunes. Else. We wouldn't have any. Yeah, we wouldn't have any of yeah. that stuff. Was Napster before? No, iTunes was out, wasn't it, at this point? No, so iTunes sure. actually, because of, um, you know, the amount of music that was just going on, like everything was going downloads. So there was, what, MP3 to RU as well, which was a Russian site. 
Um, yeah. So iTunes actually launched their store in April 2003. So it was nearly four years later um, that, uh, that Apple... April 2003? Actual... The iTunes yeah. was launched? Yeah. The iTunes music huh. store. But they had the their, their iPods were out before that, weren't they? Uh, I don't, I can tell you, it was actually April the 28th, 2003. Apple launched the iTunes Music Store. The store sells music for 99 cents a song uh, for use with and the And that Apple price iPod. has pretty much not changed, which is interesting as well. But um, Yeah, I mean, but... that's a whole other issue with, um, uh, you know, artists not getting what they deserve, right? <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, we yeah. won't go into that. I remember in 2003, in April 2003, I, I, I was given my first iPod, and it was the third generation iPod. They had two more before it, the Jeez. ones that had um, uh, native uh, Firewire 400 connections. So I'm guessing they must have had – Did they? how did they down – well, they copied music you to, had to con- as if You it had to connect it disc. to your laptop, didn't you? You had to use your iTunes yeah. um, software back in the day. Like you, you yeah, but the directly. iTunes wasn't around for the generation one and two, is what I'm saying. Uh, iTunes Music is, yeah. So, I, Joe, you know I was reluctant to adopt Apple back then. I was someone that was like, no, no so- it's a passing fad. I had my Nokia N900. I was quite comfortable yeah. with, uh, <laughs> exactly. with a, a Linux based. Uh, you know, uh, interface, and you know, the, I had to get a colleague to write the apps for it because I, I was too yeah. dumb to do it myself. Um, That's right. Well, well, what <laughs> so, is it? We have we was it I heard the other day we have we have Mac for um Mac for work, Windows for games, and Linux so we can tell people we've got Linux. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear, alas, our uh, second story takes us back a mere twenty. 20- Two years to the 4th of December 2001, when the goner worm hit the internet. Uh, so disguised as a screensaver and spread through an infected user's Microsoft Outlook email software, the goner worm spread through the internet at a pace second only to the love bug virus the previous year. And the goner worm was estimated to cause about $80 million of damage. Um, Bloody hell! And this one, yeah, I threw in because we just don't compare viruses like this in the past, right? We don't talk about this, you know, it, not not as technically sophisticated as Nimda, um, but you no. know, it spread faster than Lovebug. And so back then, these were these were measurements of uh, units of measurement that we everyone understood. Uh, but these days, no one has a, a clue in terms of you know what that means unless you were there at the time. Um, but yeah, this was it, just it, one of those, like all the other worms that used to go around back in the day, attached to Outlook, um, came as an attachment, subject line of hi, uh, and the email said, hi, how are you? I saw this screensaver and immediately thought of you. Uh, I promise you'll love it. And then obviously you yeah. open the .scr file, because back then we would send XEs to each other. We would send SCR files to each other. Elf Bowling was a classic XE that used to go around at this time of year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the other ones, um, you know, where you turn Who timer.exe. <laughs> yeah. Or Christmaslights.exe. Uh, you know, which you'd have uh, you know, that'd go around the top of your screen and just flash all day. Um <clears throat> but yeah, we got out of those practices for some reason. <laughs> well here's a free Talking of units of measurement. I did hear that the gonna worm, the 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 uh, damage it did in America was measured uh, as, I think, roughly 3.5 football fields. And in the yeah. UK, it was, a, it was about 22 London buses. Yeah, standard <laughs> standard measurement. And 17 ele- elephants. <laughs> That's for the uh, Asia region, right? The Indian region. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're inclusive here. We're global. We, we, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think in Australia, it was about 122 pommy bastards. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. That was this week's. This week in InfoSec. When listeners leave the Host Unknown podcast in favor of another security podcast, they raise the average IQ of both audiences. You're in good company with the award winning Host Unknown podcast. I do like them at Force. Yeah, I, th- I think you you want to put that on the end of every single jingle, don't you, Jeff? 
<laughs> he just goes with everything. So, as you can just as you have just heard, we've got some new jingles coming. Oh, you know, you, go, you look out out there. We're coming for you. You know it. You know it. You you podcasts that have used the same jingles all the time. No, we <laughs> we like to mix it up, don't we? We did. We even got one for free, didn't we? From from your we man. did. Yep. Yeah. Jingle guy. He uh, he he's so happy with the repeat customer he gets, and he's heavily invested in the podcast. So um, yeah, yep. Yeah, he did did some. Yeah, for your father in law's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's move on to this week's. Listen up. Rants of the week. It's such a mother rage. So the rant this week may be that it's not a rant, but it, uh, but I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm intrigued as to how this is going to go for me because I, I I am in two minds on this. So uh, the headline: EGADS did Apple do something right? End-to-end encryption for most iCloud services. Uh, so um, it was announced not that long ago about. Apple doing on-device scanning of uh, images and documents as they get loaded up to uh, their iCloud services for CSAM, for child sexual abuse material. And there was a there was a big big outcry because you know there is a there is a significant uh, uh, privacy issue here, and uh, alongside plenty of cries of won't somebody think of the children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as a result, they put it on hold. They have officially said they will no longer be continuing with this uh, uh, scanning of uh, for potential CSAM material uh, moving forwards. So that in itself is actually quite good, and I and I've seen a lot of uh, privacy advocates who said that you know this is this is both unexpected but welcome, which is great. And I think you know Apple should be lauded for listening and actually taking time to have a uh, a considered uh, conversation about something like this. Apple has said it's going to provide end-to-end encryption for most of its iCloud services. So the three security enhancements, uh, one of which it calls advanced data protection, which is Apple's highest level of cloud data security, giving users the choice to protect the vast majority of their sensitive, of their most sensitive iCloud data with end-to-end encryption, so that it can only be decrypted on their trusted devices. Uh, now they already offer end-to-end encryption on by default for their other fourteen uh, iCloud services. Blah 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 blah. Uh, but um, the uh, what, what they it's not generally been made available for iCloud as a whole. So for me, the, the the main rant here is why is this only just happening now? It feels a little bit weird that uh, I guess what they're doing is softening the news here somewhat. But surely this end to end encryption should have been you know de, de rigueur, but but from the get go, especially as it is elsewhere. So. I'm a little concerned about you know where this is going and what it's doing because what it does mean, uh, and if you go to the uh, uh, the register and as Andy pointed out, scroll down, look for the downvoted comments, and then you'll see where the uh, where some of the snark is going to uh, is going to come in. Um, and it's basically what they're saying is that pot- the potential is is that Apple, whilst they will not sell your data, uh, uh, which a lot of the other services do. They do, because it's end-to-end encrypted and it's sat on one of their devices, they do potentially have access to um, to some of your content. Because the... Uh, the, the, the all of uh, your content. All of your content, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, basically. You know, so for as for the data from your email, contacts and calendar, for instance, you know, that's a vast amount of PII that you're giving them. Now, Apple have recently... Uh, up to their uh, advertising game in, in a rather cynical move, which I think we covered a, a few weeks back, where they'd spent the last year stopping Facebook and others from uh, profiting from advertising, uh, which is great, and then quietly ramped up their own advertising, which I think was uh, very, very cynical. So, for instance, with access to email, contacts, calendar, you're emailing a friend about a holiday, you get ads for holidays. You've got an upcoming birthday in one of, from one of your contacts. You get a reminder of the best gift shops near you. Next appointment with your dentist, here's a, to- here's a toothpaste you can use. 
you know, uh, and the only good thing about this is that Apple will not sell your info. They'll just use it for their own uh, purposes. So <clears throat> I'm getting a real mixed bag of, of, of emotions from this. You know, one, I think Apple have always been a, you know, a bastion of privacy to a, to a, a greater or lesser degree. And they, they do it for many years. They've been talking about, uh, you know, privacy has been one of their main selling points. And then there's their, you know, they're, they're they're even pushing back on some of their own plans to to protect said privacy, but then they're moving forwards with uh, activities and services that are, frankly, as I, as I've said many times, just a cynical sell to you of their and other you know other people's services based upon the very unique access they have to your data, despite advanced data protection, as they uh, rather, um, well, imaginatively called their new product. So, yeah, a, a real mixed bag on this one, I think. And I, I think there's going to be more to come out of this. Yeah, I mean, basically, this is going to mean that law enforcement can't access your data anymore. And what, what they've, <laughs> what they've uh, you know, done a very good job of doing it is sort of selling a story without actually saying, well, actually... Because this hasn't been in place before, you know, law enforcement's been able to access all your data. Yes. Yes. Which they have, in fairness, pushed back on on a number of times, a number of occasions, right? Well, well they've told profile. us about the ones they've pushed back they've on. They've told us about the high profile. You're right. Yeah. You're right. They must get thousands of, of requests. Yeah. Right? But is that does that also mean that the, you know, various governments are going to push back against this? Uh, potentially. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, Huawei is more popular in China, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they can control the platform. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. This is a this is a weird one. I think there's 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 some complexities that we are, are yet to to uh, to reveal themselves, to be honest, on, on some of this. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have a play with these, you know, or have a play. I'm going to take a, a, a deeper look at this. <laughs> you're going to um, have a play and then you're going to get back to the story. Yeah. And then I'm going to be. I mean, Apple, Apple, like like a lot of the other providers, they do publish their annual transparency report mm. where they where they break down by region the number of government requests they got for, for access to data and devices. So, um at the moment, the, the latest one covers from January to June 2021. Right. And uh, in the USA, they received over 4,000 device requests, 710 financial identifiers, 7,122 accounts, and 335 emergency requests. So um, that's that's like, a, a, you know, 100 a day, basically, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But if you if you're in Andorra, uh, they only the government only sent five device requests. So um, that's because fuck all happens in Andorra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Belarus, only one device request. Yeah, and the rest of the audience go, "Where's Belarus?" <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's um, because in Belarus, the government would actually just break your fingers and make you open your phone. Exactly. They do law enforcement differently in, in yeah. Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I think, yeah, no, I think it's, it is, ugh, it pains me to say, I think you, 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 you're, you're right in your observations, Tom, it's a, it's a very <laughs> cynical play of, of both sides. And yeah. It's, and I think it's a really, for any provider out there, it's kind of a, a tricky position to be in where you want to be profitable, so you want to use some of the information you have. You don't want to sell out your users. You don't want to give government agencies carte blanche access but you also don't want to be the ones that are saying well because you didn't give access to law enforcement when they asked this many children have died yes yeah. so you know it, it's a it's it's a tightrope uh, but what um going back to dan cuthbert and and his keynote at black hat he made a really good point so he, he grew up for a while in in south africa and he goes uh there's apartheid and all these horrible things, but there were some rich uh, streets, like people were like, you know, there's million pound houses or whatever. And the people that lived there, they didn't like poor people walking down their roads. So they oh. implemented barriers on either side of the road. 
so that only if you have like the key or the key fob or whatever you could enter because you live there or you're a guest or someone that lives there uh, and this is a public road so technically you don't have right to do it but because money talks you can restrict it yeah and he took that analogy to say this is kind of like how security is today if you have 1500 pounds you can buy an iphone and you can or you can buy a google pixel or something or a samsung which has pretty good security built into it but as soon as you step away from people who can afford a 1500 pound phone and the max they can afford is like a 150 pound android device that's running i don't know an outdated version of android that's no longer supported yeah exactly um that's where a lot of the world is but they can't afford the security because they they can't so it's kind of like this walled garden that gets higher and higher so um and i thought it was a really interesting sort of point there that you know it's good i think what apple do is good enough what google do by and large is good enough but it's not good enough for the majority of people it, it only caters for like a, you know a certain percentage of people who who are uh, you know in largely in the west very good and on that note rants of the week this is the podcast the king listens to although he won't admit it that was our free one, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was um, that. That was the one that I actually intended to get done. Oh, and you got the you got the other nine done as a result as, as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like when you're at the uh, at the checkout, and that's why they move the sweets in the checkout, right? You, you pick up one. They have. It's really yeah. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh dear. Right, Jav. Let's move over to you for this week's. Okay, so the Billy Big Balls of the Week. Quick update from last week's story. If you remember that San Francisco were proposing robots that would go in and disarm terrorists by basically blowing up next to them. Um, The uh, legislators uh, have changed course on their killer robot policy, banning the police from using remote control bots filled with explosives. For now. So, um, you know, on Tuesday, the city's board voted unanimously to explicitly prohibit lethal force by police robots following public backlash and worldwide media attention. Unbelievable. (laughs) They couldn't get Ed 209 back on the streets. They also petitioned by chat GPT. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Robots have lives too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robot lives matter. It's like uh, what's that? That Will Smith uh, I Robot, you know, where they just yeah. dump them in the desert and like. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Billy Big Balls move is uh, the US uh, again. Like you know, who else has a pair of Biggie Big Balls? Billy Big Balls than the US government, the country that bought you the the likes of uh, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood, and so, and the testicles you can hang from the back of your truck. Yeah, truck nuts, exactly. <laughs> truck nuts. <laughs> So two more U.S. states have launched an aggressive action against social media app TikTok. Much Unbelievable. To the dis- I know. Of course, Grace. This of is course a they disgrace. Have. It is. It's saying TikTok harvests vast amounts of data from its users' devices, including when, where, and how they conduct internet activity and offers this trove of potential sensitive information to the Chinese government um they they the uh tiktok app is a malicious and menacing threat unleashed on unsuspecting indiana consumers by a chinese company that knows full well the harms it inflicts on its users says ag todd rockita in a statement um so one of the lawsuits alleges that tiktok lord children think of the children into a digital world of sex, drugs, profanity, and other shocking content. Wait, you I'm going to have a word with my profanity on the internet. And there's also, I'm going to have to have a word with my daughter because she's on TikTok and she loves it. Is that because she's, you know, <laughs> in this drug-fueled, profane-laden environment? It is. Or the fact is. that she just likes dancing with her friends. You know, you're 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 better off sending your daughter to a club or a rave. 
take some LSD. Uh, she'll be safer. Yeah. LSD? Bloody hell, mate. Nowhere. The eighties called and want their drug of choice back. Sixties, sixties, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know what, what right, the current drug. What are the current drugs of choice then, Tom? Please well, enlighten me. Ketamine for a start. I mean, that's an obvious one. Melatonin. Modafinil. That's what the cool skinny kids who can't, you know, who've got the shits keep taking yeah. apparently. Oh, anyway, the, the second claim is that TikTok provides sensitive and personal data to Beijing and the Communist Party. Um, so... <laughs> well, it's the know, same thing, in fact. The lawsuit says, as a result of TikTok's predatory design, the platform brought in more than $4 billion in revenue in 2021. Now, I'm not even going to try and dispute any of this for now. All I'll say is conduct this exercise Let's go through the article again and replace TikTok with the word Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, the place that encourages um, or, or, or allows, you know, suicide um, forums to exist that encourage, you know, young children and young people to commit suicide. Well, is that, yeah, didn't they get caught not just... Uh, allowing these forums to go, like with full knowledge, it was there. But didn't they well, pushing sort of priority? Yeah, promote it to see whether they yeah. could coerce behaviours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's it's just shocking. It's um, the, the 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 hypocrisy and the truth. Now, I'm not justifying that any company should really collect lots and lots of data and supply it to governments and everything. I think. You know, sure, we need some controls, but at the same time, we need to apply the same standard to every organisation that's out there. You know, this is this was one of the big issues with, uh, you know, we, we. I mean, Facebook has been fined so many times over these kind of things. Google has been fined so many things. When Mudge went public, whistleblowing on uh, t uh, Twitter, everyone was up in arms. But now, conveniently, everyone's forgotten that now because, oh, it's worse now because Elon Musk is in charge. So um, I, I think it's it's like, yeah, let's put our personal uh, grievances against China or against individuals like Musk aside and say, what are the principles we want and what do we want to adhere to? And then apply that blanket everywhere. Uh, you know, it is a Billy Big Balls move going out against it. I, 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 and I realise it's turning a bit into a rant, but, you know, apply the same standards. But um, yeah, good absolutely. luck. Good luck on trying to tell all your kids in Indiana to not use TikTok. Good luck, <laughs> Governor. <laughs> Especially the ones that are government employees that aren't allowed to have it on their phones. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Jav. Billy Big Balls of the Week. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. It's better than tinnitus. That's a little concerning because... That sound still hasn't gone away. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's going to take quite some time before it diminishes. But uh, speaking of time, what time is it, Andy? It is that time of the show where we head over to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry News. Gen Z internet users normalise cybercrime. Report. Industry news. Swiss government wants to implement mandatory duty to report cyber attacks. Industry news. Supply chain web skimming attacks hit dozens of sites. Industry news. Russia's VTB bank suffers its biggest ever DDoS. Industry news. ICO finds rogue nuisance callers £500,000. Industry news. UK government department using unsupported applications reveals watchdog. Industry news. New Zealand Privacy Commissioner investigates Mercury IT ransomware attack. Industry news. Pet dog unmasks drug trafficker on encrypted chat. Industry news. Apple introduces new data protection to increase cloud security. Industry news. 
And that was this week's... Industry News. Huge, huge if true. If true. Huge. I know which story we're going to first. <laughs> <laughs> I see the mouse on there. <laughs> I don't even need to see the mouse. I know which one we're going to go to first. <laughs> oh dear. So this story comes. Was he a drugs. good boy? Was he a good boy? <laughs> so two drug traffickers uh were uncovered by law enforcement after they unwittingly took photos of themselves and a pet dog uh, and sent it via the um encrypted platform. Uh this is the Encro chat platform which was uh cracked by um law enforcement across Europe. Um so within that there was a reflection of the dog. Uh, in, in the picture which they had sent. So they only referred to themselves by pseudonyme, so police had no idea who they were. Um, but they were able to zoom in on the pet's tag to reveal the phone number uh, <laughs> belonging to... <laughs> Please tell me. They said, zoom in, sector 327. Yeah. <laughs> Enhance. Yeah. Enhance. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, the duo were convicted, along with several others, of a plot to send 448 kilograms of MDMA worth £45 million to Australia. Um, wow. So these that's, guys That's the other drug choice, Jav, MDMA. Yeah. <laughs> these guys went through great lengths to ensure their plot was successful. They thought they were safe, um, but... <laughs> my officers did a superb and painstaking job of building evidence against them to a, tr- a mixture of traditional and modern detective skills. <laughs> I did a great and painstaking job of calling a phone number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean it's, it's a brilliant story. It's a brilliant story. It just does go to show. It's, it's almost a shame that they have to, or not have to talk about it, but they do talk about it because... There's going to be people. Well, people are going to be a little bit more wary now. But it's it is yeah. so good. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what else have we got? Uh, ICO fining rogue nuisance callers uh, probably a, a, a very small amount of money that they make from uh, from making those uh, nuisance, nuisance calls. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. feel like we see this story every couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> There's always someone somewhere being fined. Not a lot of money, I think, is what it comes down to. Yeah. So I'm looking at a report about Gen Z internet users normalising cybercrime. Uh, And it says that a large proportion of young internet users are engaging in some form of cyber-related crimes, including money muling, digital piracy, and posting hate speech. Um, Oh, so they're actually doing it. They're not just accepting that cybercrime happens. They're actually going off and doing the cybercrime. No, according to this survey of uh, 8,000 16 to 19-year-olds, half engage in behaviour considered to be criminal in most jurisdictions. Holy shit. Yeah. 75% of this is uh, from Spain, which is a country which has the highest proportion of cyber deviancy, (laughs) a blend (laughs) of criminal and risky behaviour. yeah. So you know, majority the, the, the definition of the definition of something that's breaches legal. It's it's a bit like those kids that do parkour where they run over on rooftops parkour. and everything. You know, it's 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 like yeah, it's illegal. You're trespassing, but really, are they really intending to do anything bad? No, they just want to make that's more how videos. it starts, Jav. You justify the crime. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like I've said, Jav always sides with the criminals. You know, yeah. he's going to be talking about. A, you know, a parkour cyber gang next next week on uh, <laughs> Billy Big Balls and so they're, they're, they're running with raspberry pies in their back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> this oh, it's not like we've done the Apple story. It all. Do you know what? I think we're getting to the point where we're going to need a holiday. Do you know what I mean? Because all the news stories are blending into one. It seems they yeah. are. So UK government's using. Uh... Aging technology and IT infrastructure uh, and unsupported applications. Is anyone surprised? Is there any company that doesn't have this on their risk register? (laughs) Windows XP. (laughs) (laughs) Windows XP, the the greatest of all time operating system. We all know that. Every CISO knows that. Yes. The Swiss government has asked Parliament to amend the Information Security Act to make it mandatory for critical infrastructure providers to report cyber attacks to the National Cyber Security Centre. 
nothing um, wrong with that. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that critical infrastructure providers don't already have that to manage. Or is it like the, the Indian one where no. they have to report it within two hours or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if it's someone like Hinging, it's like you need to <laughs> yeah, report it. Port, port scans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's what I thought it was going to be like. And then I was like quite disappointed. It's quite a sensible, <laughs> sensible suggestion. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's uh, this, this isn't news. This is just stuff that should have been done anyway. You know? <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah. I have a feeling that all their reporters were at Black Hat this week. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So on which note, uh, that was this week's... Industry News. People who prefer the Smashing Security podcast over the Host Unknown podcast are statistically more likely to enjoy the Harry and Meghan documentaries. Read into that what you will. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Okay, it's time for this week's... Sweet of the Week. And we always play that one twice. Sweet of the Week. Please tell me, Andy, that given, you know... W- the world's move to Mastodon that you you got a, a toot of the week uh, jingle made. Uh, I didn't. No, I'm not doing that. I, I do not believe people what? will be leaving Twitter. And I deliberately... Um, yeah. yeah, but we've got to get stories week, from everywhere. I know? will turn around, bend over and play you a fresh tune. But I do not <laughs> believe we should be wasting money on a toot of the week. It's not going to take off. It's not a thing. Like, we've got to stop money. saying it's a thing. Wasting money. How much did you spend for those, those nine... Um, nine jingles that i shall not reveal finances on this show until uh you know I, i've submitted my end of year tax returns um, it was du- it was low double figures wasn't it <laughs> it was low double figures yeah okay so if there's somebody out there who'd like a toot of the week um a jingle made so that we can talk about mastodon stories then send us two pound fifty and we'll talk <laughs> Anyway, over to you, people, Andy. People repost them on Twitter anyway because they, they're still not willing to cut the umbilical. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, just find, just find the Twitter link and we'll, we'll refer to that. <laughs> um, anyway, I sh- do you know what? I was going to do a serious one, but I think I'm going to jump straight into a, a non-serious one. Uh, so our tweet of the week is from fiendishdoctornoid.jpeg.exe. Uh, and he says... Next time you feel like you have imposter syndrome, remember that there's a fintech out there who laid off their entire security staff and didn't even bother to ask them what they were working on before showing them the door. What? Hang on, did I miss that story? (laughs) You guys are kidding, right? This is like a a whole... Oh, I'm not even going to go there. No, no, two thirds of our audience don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is like this. You know what's been going on at Twitter, right? Twitter's yeah. not a fintech. This is probably talking about some one of those crypto exchanges or something. The big one that went recently. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Funny, funny tweet. I'm not sure who they're talking about though. No, Twitter's not fintech. It. Could actually apply to a lot of companies. Oh, <laughs> <Fintech>. no. <laughs> is it, is it, is in, this, in this case, is fintech, uh, is it describing a company that makes uh, pretend shark fins for swimmers to wear in the sea? <laughs> yes. It's uh, yeah, prosthetic uh, fin, uh, fins for um, you know, sharks. For, di- have lost for disabled to, sharks. Yeah, who've been <laughs> violated by uh, people who consume their fins in soup and things like that. So I think this is a good tweet. It's a, it would be better as a toot, I'm just saying, but it's a good tweet. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense because we don't know who it is because we can't point and laugh at them. That's the problem. You should have gone with your serious uh, tweet, Andy. You just like failed on this <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I'm actually thinking, right, you know, it, it, yeah. Jesus. He's also thinking about not turning up next week and leaving us to it, I think. <laughs> 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 I, you know, I, I try, right? You know, it's uh, I know it's a lost cause. I turn up every every day. Like I get up, I look in the mirror, and I say, right, how are these assholes going to fuck up my show this week? <laughs> but no, I turn up every week thinking are I we can still rescue do it? it. Yeah, and I say, look, do you know what? Maybe, 
Maybe this week's the week they do it differently. Maybe this week's the week they just roll with it. Maybe this week's the week we make it big. You know, that glass is always half full. It's it's there's nothing in it, but I look at it and I say it's full. He's he's reaching for his his full sugar Haribo right now. I can see. Him. Say Andy, it's a skill. It's a natural God given gift. <laughs> Oh, that was this week's tweet of the week. And uh, uh, if, if if there's any paramedics out there who can uh, attend a scene in uh, sort of southeast London for a, a heart attack, uh, <laughs> and, I'm not and... angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, unlike that tweet. But uh, right, so uh, <laughs> we come to the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hesitate to think what's going to come out next. So, Jav, thank you very much for your time today, sir. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. I think winding up Andy is actually more fun than winding you up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> He's so much more eloquent in his defence. He person. is. <laughs> <laughs> And Andy, thank you very much. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. (laughs) You've been listening to the Host Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. Breathe, Andy. Breathe. I think we've done a good job today. We didn't mess anything up. We didn't. We didn't. I mean, well, I mean, Andy lost it at the end, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we, we maintained our composure throughout, but, you know, no, Andy, he's just, I don't know, you know, the, 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 the professionalism the, the slipped. The patience the mask of, a, slipped. of a saint. Yeah. <laughs> the patience of a, of a large hospital. <laughs>